0: and we are back with the all gas no break sports show i am one of your co-hosts nicholas we want to join alongside by andrew johnson and andrew a one-week sabbatical for us last week took the week off to you know dive in and watch some more of this nba playoff action as round two has wrapped up in this year's nba postseason we now know the final four teams who will be playing in their respective conference finals as we inch one step closer to an NBA champion.
1: Yeah, an absolutely crazy uh, second round. Not the results I was hoping for.
0: Matter of fact, a
1: lot of results I was hoping for was kind of really sour. Um, Not to to spoil anything, but there's only one team I
0: I think everyone knows where we're going with this.
1: Yeah, there's only one team I like now in the playoffs, and that's unfortunate, so... Um, go to that, go that team and we'll go, uh, we'll go in a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of spoke about it already. A very tough end of the season for our New York Knicks as they fall to the Miami Heat in the second round of the postseason. They lose in six games to Miami Heat now advancing to the Easter conference finals as an eight seed. So a great job by the Miami Heat well-coached team and they're doing it by the use of their three-point shooting. It's been a big reason why they've gone to this point. In the NBA postseason, Jimmy Butler is playing some lights-out action despite missing a game in this series. So he's been big for Miami as well as a lot of their role players. Tough end of the year for New York, but a lot to look forward to going into next season.
1: Yeah, absolutely a lot to look forward to. Uh, Missing Julius Randle that first game. I know he didn't have the greatest series, but... Very tough postseason for him. with, With how close it was in game one, you assume if they had Randville, you win that game. So it could have been completely you could different series. Make that case. Yeah. But this is the uh this is the hand that we dealt with. And like you said, Miami really been shooting the ball well. You have guys like Gabe Vincent stepping up, and now all of a sudden Kevin Love is actually making theories at a decent clip. I'm not gonna say uh Good. He's shooting 34% right now, but it's at least respectable enough where you just couldn't leave him wide open and pull a Russell Westbrook on like a lot of teams are doing towards the end of last season or the end of this past season.
0: Yeah, I mean, Miami just threw out it all. Despite the injuries to Tyler Hero, we talked about Jimmy Butler was out for game number two of this series. Despite all that stuff happening to Miami, they've just gone next man up and it's worked for them. And despite the fact that they lost their first playing game, to the Chicago Bulls – or not the Chicago Bulls, I'm sorry, to the Atlanta Hawks and almost and lost almost to the Chicago Bulls. almost losing the Chicago Bulls, yes. All right, I dropped the, the gun a little bit on that one. But the, you're right, they were three minutes away in that game against the Bulls from being eliminated and not even making the playoffs as a whole. And now to get to this point in the season where they're now in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's, it's unbelievable to say that the least. So great job by Eric Spolster and his crew to get to this point in the season – for the Knicks, wise, what is your biggest outlook going into next season, and what could they improve on? Obviously, shooting was a huge issue for the Knicks in this series, as well as getting off, giving up offensive rebounds to Bam Adebayo and such other players. What could the Knicks improve on the most going into the off season? Run it back with the same guys,
1: unless you have a guy like Giannis, who is a pipe dream, or Jalen Brown, which is somewhat of a pipe dream. Not going to happen. I'll give it like a. 10% chance it actually does happen. Unless you have a guy like that, that you think could fundamentally jumpstart your lineup and is in that same age range of those young guys. Cause you want them to all peak together. You don't want, uh, you don't want one guy to age out or two guys to age out. And then the rest of the rotation's finally coming into their prime. You want the most op- uh, opportune ability to win a championship. So to me, yeah. run it back. And yeah. one of the biggest takeaways is Jalen Brunson it's confirmed that he probably had one of the greatest seasons by a non-all-stars, greatest season and postseason by a non all, not all-star, not all NBA player in recent history. Uh, RJ Barrett's development really took a leap in the postseason. You could say all you could talk all the shit you want during the regular season. When it came to time for the postseason, outside of really two of those games, he really stepped it up. In that Miami series, even though he shot one of ten in that last game. He averaged 20 over 20 points a game, over five rebounds on over 45%. And that's with the horrific shooting on that in that game six. So really he stepped it up. He, he looks like he's actually has some confidence shooting the ball. He's always been good driving, but now it's his jump start, uh, his jump shot is starting to fall a little bit. So if he can carry that same energy over into the regular season, because we all know that the postseason is infinitely harder than the regular season. So if he has somewhat of a performance like that in the, in the regular season, let's say he averages like 22 points a game, uh, six rebounds at like 47%, which I don't think is that difficult. I think it's really realistic. You could say he's going to be a, a building block for this franchise. And I also want to point out Quentin Grimes' defense, another huge takeaway, had one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen. You could chalk it up to the injury, but on defense, Nick, I don't know if you know this, NBA.com has a, uh, has a tool where you yeah. can match up and see how players regarded per possession in a series or in a game. Quentin Grimes was matched up against Donovan Mitchell and Jimmy Butler 205 times, right? Yep. How many points did they score including free throws in those 205 possessions?
0: I couldn't give you the best guess possible. I wouldn't even I would have no idea.
1: Okay, they made 9 field goals. Okay. On thirty-seven attempts in two hundred five possessions, so that means one in every five times they were going to like Quentin Grimes, shot thirty percent. Quentin Grimes locked down both Jimmy Butler in the limited time he t- did guard him, and absolutely locked down Donovan Mitchell. So Quentin Grimes' defense is was fantastic. He was he played a great series. He stunk it up the, offensively, chalk up the nerves, chalk up the first time, chalk up the injury. But his defense is there. So him he can be a defensive cornerstone. Kind of like a Tony Allen, like for Memphis. Uh that's not a bad comparison. Because right now he's he played fantastic defense. That was one of the main takeaways. Uh, Obi Toppin when stepped up a lot when Randall got hurt. So at yeah. some points it looks like he was the best shooter. Uh, Emmanuel quickly was went complete ghost mode, so that was really sad. And Andrew
0: also, I think the Knicks could have used, especially with the a bad the amount of bad shooting they had most of the oh, time absolutely. in this series. Could have used quickly throughout those final, what was it, two games I think he missed, or three games? Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Julius Randle didn't play a great series. I'm willing to give him another shot at it. You know, battling injury, I get it. He had flashes of good games. He had a couple games where he scored over over 25 points and over 50% shooting, but the aggregate wasn't that great. And finally, I'm going to give Tibbs his flowers here. A lot of New York fans will call him to have him fired. I think that's the most idiotic thing ever. Can't he's fire him this year. He's brought him. To, he's brought us to two playoff series. He's won the first. He's won a first round series. And here's my little staffy for everyone: the New York Knicks shot under 35 percent on wide open 3 pointers. League average on all 3 pointers is about 36, 37, 38 percent. The New York Knicks on wide open shot. That means within no one is within the shooter within three feet or more. Wide open shot under thirty five percent, and the games are insanely close. One hundred one, one hundred uh, nine, one 102-96 in these losses. If the Knicks could just hit their wide open shots, they'd be in the second round, maybe in the conference finals right now. So a lot of people want to give tips about oh he's stubborn with his rotations, whatever. I think really think without Tibbs' rotations, this series would have been a lot worse. What if a coach, you know, can have their team shoot under 35% on wide open shots? Most teams make over 40, like closer to 45% on wide open shots. What if a team, you know, or whatever coach could have a team like that
0: play so close when they can't make the open shots like that? I think the moral is, is that the Knicks have to find a way to get rid of some cap for this offseason. And try to find a shooter or two for your bench if you're not going to make a trade like, say, per se, trading a guy like Julius Randle. If you could find someone in the offseason that could help improve your shooting, that's huge for the Knicks because that was the biggest reason why they lost in the series. 100%. Could, could not shoot the lights out. We saw most of that game. They could game hit six. the broad side of a barn, let alone shoot not, the lights out. If not for Jalen Brunson, the Knicks are not in that game. They're going to get blown out. Brunson is the only reason the Knicks were in that game to begin with. So a lot of props to him. You talked about Quentin Grimes. That game-five performance against Miami, especially when he got injured late in the game and got a, a force a turnover off of Jimmy Butler. at the steal. That's, some, that, that's something big for this team defensively, but the offense has to get there for the Knicks in order to move on. This is a good stepping stone. You got through a first-round playoff series and one. You got to the second round. You were two wins away from a conference finals appearance. There's something to be, if you're a Knicks fan, there's something to be bright about this team because going into the year, you didn't expect to get this far. And now that you got this far, there's only, you know, higher hopes for the rest of the you know, tenure that we've got right now with this Knicks team. So we'll have to see what they do in the offseason. But it looks like to be, a hopefully, a bright future for New York.
1: Yeah, and those fans that were writing Trade Me and, Joel, and Drawing on the Julius Randall poster outside Madison Square Garden, uh, I want to save the Nets fans uh, in disguise their secret agents that went to that watch party. The absolute disgraceful performance as a fan. This is why New York can't keep can't have anyone nice.
0: Yeah, like, I understand. Ha- I
1: understand. He had a bad yeah. series. You have the right to be upset.
0: But that's just extremely lowbrow. Yeah, yeah. It- we, it comes with the territory. New York, it can be a very toxic fan base, it, it happens a lot. So I can't really, and that goes for all the teams. Now, now I'm not even speaking about only the Knicks. That goes Knicks, for every Knicks, New York Yankees. Yeah, it happens uh, for every New York sports. Mass Rangers,
1: Islanders, Devils, even college basketball like St. John's. All yeah, very it, very good. It, gets, it, gets it very just very comes toxic.
0: with it. Just comes with the territory, but. It's an understanding at the point where Julius, yes, did play a bad series, did have a really good game, too. You mentioned it earlier. If He was one of the biggest reasons why the Knicks were able to tie that series at one point. But if, the, if he can do something in the offseason to help improve himself, or if the Knicks are to say, you know what, we thank you for your time, but we found a better option, potentially, that can help us win a championship, it is what it is. It's all business at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, so, no, Julius Randle. Thank you for the uh, the All Star selections, the All NBA selections, having one of a better, a very quiet but very good Knicks career. Yeah, uh, I think he's gonna be remembered at the end of the day, fifteen years from now, he'll be remembered fondly. Because remember, even Patrick Ewing got booed out of the Garden. He did. That's true. So, you know what? It's uh, I'm I'm not saying he's Patrick Ewing or anything. that uh, that's the comparison stops where Julius Randle and Patrick Ewing both plays bas they both play basketball, and that's where the comparison stops. Uh, but yeah, it, it, they will, they will blow out anyone with a guard. You we could have Giannis, and he could put up fifty five points in one game. The next game, he pull, if he puts up like seventeen, they'll blow him out of a and So it, it it comes with
0: the territory. So we'll have to see what happens with the Knicks going into the off season for further on. But let's talk about the t- next about the team that the Miami Heat will be facing in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that is the Boston Celtics, as they beat the the Philadelphia seventy six ers in seven games to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is despite the fact that Boston was trailing in the series three games to two. Looked like they were going to be done, Jonathan, in Game 6, especially with the way Jason Tatum was shooting the ball throughout the first three quarters of that game. Tatum caught fire as the game went on late in the fourth quarter, was able to help the Celtics hold on in that Game 6 win, and then continue that hot stretch in Game 7, scoring 51 points, I believe the most points in a Game 7 by any player in NBA history. He helps the Boston Celtics advance to the Eastern Conference Finals where they will take on the Miami Heat, through who they took on in the bubble in 2020 in the Eastern Conference Finals once again. And for the Philadelphia 76ers, Johnson, another tough end of the season, and it led to a major change within the organization.
1: Yeah, uh, Boston is the boogeyman. That's what it, yeah. that's what it comes down to. and. Uh, We'll go into this in a second, but like you said, a major change in the organization. Doc Rivers has been fired. Uh, was fired. Uh, was hired as the head coach of the Sixers three off seasons ago. Made it to the second round every time, but that was it. Couldn't get over the hump. Doc Rivers, after this performance, is now moves his in record. His record in game sevens, right? So in series where he is leading either three one or three two, and blows the series. His record now in Game 7's when he's already up 3-1 or 3-2. 16 and 33, and the game's leading up to it. He is just... It is miraculous. I think it would be... It would be harder to win a Game se- it would be hard. It's harder to do this than win a Game 7 on accident.
0: And keep in mind, that Game 7, it was a three-point game at halftime. It was tied in the third quarter. And the Celtics... Outscored him, I think, what, by 28 points in that 28 third quarter? 28-3. to three. Shout out Tom Brady. Of course. It, it, it never, the meme never fails. It really does not fail. Um, But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Doc Rivers gets fired. Listen, in all retrospect, it had to happen, especially after the way Game 7 went down. You had no choice but to make a move. My question for you is, who is that guy that is going to now be the new face of the franchise coaching-wise? Because this is a big offseason for Philly. There's a potential that James Harden leaves. You don't know about the maybe potential trade rumors of guys like Tobias Harris. Maybe even Joel Embiid. Who even knows? That's coming off the fact that Joel won MVP.
1: So I got some hot takes here. Okay. Mike D'Antoni will be coaching next year in the NBA. I could see that, yeah. Whether it whether Philadelphia hires him, because remember he was an assistant on that staff when Harden just when Harden had gotten there. I think if
0: there. I think if Harden was if they want to keep Harden in Philly, they're I think hired, Dan Tony would have to be the coach.
1: They're gonna yeah. so they can either run it back, hire Dan Tony, see how it goes for the year, or yeah. or Dan Tony is gonna be coaching in Houston with James I Harden. Too. And Philadelphia is trading Joel Embiid. Because remember it's, now, it's gonna be weird. Joel yeah. Embiid has been there for almost a decade now. He got drafted in 2014, right? Yeah, he's been now. Granted, he didn't start playing till 2016 because of his uh, his knee injuries and Those his leg knee-ishes. injuries. Yeah, yeah. But listen, he's been there for playing for almost seven years now. You've been contenders every year. You can't make it past the second round. Something has to change. You're not getting. Pre- you're not going to get premium assets for Tobias Harris in that contract. You want to keep right. Tyrese Maxi, so that's a guy you're not going to move. And if James Harden leaves you in the offseason, can you really win a conference championship or even an NBA finals with that core of Tyrese Maxey and just uh, and Joel Embiid? I don't think so. I
0: don't think you can. They're,
1: I think they're going to have to blow it up. And I, th- I, I truly really
0: think this is their best shot to win it
1: all. Can we say that the process was a failure now? And I'm only going to say it was a failure because Sam Hinkie didn't get a chance to actually finish it. I think at the I end feel of the like day, if it, Sam Hinkie was there,
0: they would have won a championship a couple of years ago. I think at the end of the day, you might have to consider it because now there's all that stuff we mentioned. Harden might be leaving. It doesn't put them in a better spot to win a championship with Harden lo- leaving. So there's that. I did hear a rumor that Harden, again, might want to team up with Kevin Durant. So I don't know if that's going to go down in Phoenix between those two. We know Harden went to Arizona State. So there is some ties. You never know what could happen. I don't know if that would involve maybe a Chris Paul trade with the so, Suns. So I just don't know if that makes them better. I want to sh- showcase
1: the process that that the uh, – well, they called it the process. What yeah. the process produced draft pick-wise. So you can say the process really started in the 2013 season, you want right? To do a,
0: you want to do a guessing game. I could try to guess who some of the players they take. Oh, man.
1: Okay. 2013. Pick 11 out of Syracuse. Oh, Michael Carter Williams, the rookie of the year. Ding, ding, ding. All right. 2014, uh, pick three out of Kansas. That's Joel Embiid. All right. 2015, pick three out of Duke. Ooh.
0: He plays the same position as Joel Embiid. Oh, Jaleel. Jaleel. Yeah. yeah, Tank with Jaleel. See how that ended up. All
1: right. So we got two busts so far, right? Yep. Uh, 2017, number one overall pick out of Washington, point guard. Markel Fultz. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and don't forget, in that draft, two picks later was Jason Tatum. Yep. Oh, hold on, it gets better. 2018, they get this pick and then they trade him to Phoenix immediately, pick ten.
0: Get this pick and they trade him immediately to Phoenix. Small
1: forward out of Villanova. Oh, Macal Bridges. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. And they kept, uh, and they kept, kept Landry Shamet over him, who was pick twenty six. That's great. So that's yeah. that is who the process produced in those years. Move they were tanking. Then the next year they took Ty Jerome in a late as a late pick. Didn't really pan out. No. And they, they finally hit one, Tyrese Maxey. Good. Pick, been good for them. But it wasn't yeah. a lottery pick, so they weren't even tanking. So really, in that five or six year period when they were tanking, they got Joel Embiid and a bunch of guys that that aren't even on the team anymore. And the one guy that they were that when they were still tanking, besides Joel Embiid, that was good. They traded him to Phoenix on draft night. And
0: Markel Fultz, don't yeah. Remember, he's been doing good in Orlando too. Yeah. you know, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's he's
1: really he's reviving his career. Yeah. yeah, he's reviving his career. He's not a number one overall pick, but he no, averaged fourteen points not. and six assists this last season. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: he could be a nice pitch. He could be a nice piece later on. But listen, don't forget Ben Simmons too. We we have, he's to, trash. We have to mention him. I, I agree with you. i have never been a fan of him, but I skipped yeah, over
1: him because that's he's like the it's like saying. Uh, it's like saying uh, Beetlejuice, in, uh,
0: <laughs> Beetlejuice. In, in
1: Philadelphia. You don't mention his name.
0: You don't say it three times. That's fair. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know where Philadelphia goes from here. I don't know. I think they got to blow it up. I, I think it's possible they could blow it up. I, I. It really all depends on who the next head coach is. If they are to keep Harden, it's going to be D'Antoni. So they still have a chance to run it back and have a chance to compete for a championship again. But if it's not D'Antoni. Blow it up. You could get still a, a good guy like Budenholzer or Nickner or someone like that. I just don't know if it's going to lead to a championship because at the end of the day, if you blow it up, you're not going to be any closer to a championship. You're going to need to assess a lot of picks and do this whole process all over again. So I don't know what the Sixers do.
1: Yeah. And uh, Ryan Hicks, if you listen to this, we mentioned the bubble earlier. Uh, I don't care if all these teams are in the bubble championship like they were before, these we are completely different teams, and the
0: bubble is still fraudulent. Well, you're kind of spoiling, maybe, but kind of, in a sense, by what happened in the West playoffs, because the two teams in the West also played in the bubble a couple years ago. First team being the, the uh, let's, let's see, let's go into the Denver Nuggets, as they beat the Phoenix Suns in six games to win that series. And in game six, they made a big time statement, blowing the Suns out, on their own home court. So good job of the Denver Nuggets to advance to the Western Conference Finals. And for the second time in a row, Johnson, the Suns getting blown out on their home court. And obviously, if you look into it also, DeAndre Aiden not playing that game six. Kind of a weird situation with him and the Suns. We've known that to be with him and Monty Williams. But that also led to another big change within their organization this time.
1: Yeah, Monty Williams getting canned from the Suns hilarious um i don't know why he was coaching there in the first place the bubble saved them yeah i said the bubble the bubble is fraudulent and uh here we are but like you said sun's getting blown out again chris paul um sorry cp three to six weeks out for another couple playoff games yeah, Kevin Durant proven once again he can't be the guy on a championship team. I don't care if you say he was the guy on Golden State; he was literally playing alongside Prime uh, Steph Curry. Claim Kevin Booker and Green. was a
0: big reason why the Suns were winning some of these games in this series.
1: Yeah, for the Suns to actually win two games, Devin Booker had to shoot seventy five percent from the field those two games yeah. and drop almost back to back forty bombs. Yeah, to eat and those games weren't blowouts. You would think those games would be blowouts. No, nah, Nikola Jokic literally not even trying. to Put up a fifty point triple double and lost. Feel bad for the guy, but he's finally getting his files. Now that realized Joel Embiid, people realize Joel Embiid's kind of a fraud. But,
0: so what do you what do you think now? The Suns go from here. after I, I don't even also. know.
1: So you have a young? Is he even that young anymore? How old is Devin Booker? Twenty
0: six. I thought he was like twenty. Uh, I to say 27, twenty seven, twenty eight. Could be completely wrong about I, that. I don't
1: know if he's that old. Hold on. Check uh, yeah, for you
0: have be real quick.
1: Devin Booker is 20, he'll be 27. 20, yeah, he'll be 27 in October. Yeah, he'll be 27, so he's 26 right now. I don't know why I thought he was that old, but anyway. He got in the league really young, that's why, in right. 2015. So he's been in the league eight seasons now. He's finished eight seasons, so that's crazy. That's
0: I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I remember him when he was still developing. He was so, on those really bad Suns
1: teams. So at at 27, he'll be 27 next year, he's just entering his prime, really. You could retool around him. It sucks you don't have McCall Bridges, because they would have been a really good one-two punch going forward. You well, could you're going to st-
0: have Durant for a while, keep in mind. He's still under contract for a couple seasons. You
1: could retool. You get a young point guard, maybe. You trade for one. I don't care how you get him. Get a young point guard. You have shooters. You could retool a
0: little bit. Or do they do that idea that I mentioned earlier with James Harden? Do they try to bring him to Phoenix and try to pair him up with Durant? It would be kind of crazy
1: if get like if you get. Uh, if DeAndre Ayton goes there in like a sign-and-trade and then they trade Joel Embiid for something else and they completely build this team around Maxi. Well, would it
0: be, you think it would be around Aiden, that deal, or would it be about CP3? That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. I would say CP3. I think with the Monty Williams firing, I think that might help Aiden, I guess. That's weird to say that.
1: But yeah, because they did be- not
0: get along. Yeah, they you knew it from day one that they were never getting along. But there's been the rumors a lot about CP3 getting traded in this offseason. And it seems like he's going to be dealt at some point. That's why I lean towards CP3 getting traded to Philadelphia. Because then that gives them a true point guard for that team. So I think that would work out for both of those teams if that would happen.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: it's... I don't know. That's tough because if you're... I feel like an Aiden to Philly deal would be weird because where would you put Aiden? Would you? you, you, the, you I'm assuming you to trade you, that, I'm
1: assuming here's the thing. I'm assuming uh, James Harden just is gone, right? And they're completely yeah. rebuilding and they're getting rid of Embiid. That would be my assumption that they're getting rid of Embiid. But this is still way too early in the offseason. season. Come talk to me in about two months and we'll yeah we'll start figuring this stuff out. But I don't know where the Suns go.
0: You could I'm I to lock in that CP3 for uh, that Harden deal. I. I I'm going to look like a damn genius if that, if that actually happens. But, of course, we're getting close to the bushing hour, so that's uh, obviously not going to happen now. But anyway.
1: I don't know where the Suns go from here. It's very weird situation. I think they've retooled, but that's my take on the situation. If I'm Ven, I still have you still have plenty of time to get uh Devin Booker championship. Katie is going to give you a couple more good years, maybe one or two good more years, so... I'd say run it back in some variation of Katie and Devin Booker and just retool.
0: That's fair enough. And you talk about retooling. Yeah, I talk like about the team, the next team that's going to be facing the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. That's the Los Angeles Lakers. And I spoke about it a lot of times in the show about how they retooled at the trade deadline. And it's worked out to great pastures for them. And it's gotten them now to this far in the, in the season. They are now in the Western Conference Finals as they eliminated the defending champion Golden State Warriors in six games to advance to that Western Conference Finals as they won game six. Overall, what is your takes from this series regarding both the Lakers and maybe an outlook for what the Warriors might do in this co- upcoming offseason.
1: Uh I'm disgusted what the ESPN did of the Warriors. They held in all their dirty laundry until the end of the playoffs. They didn't let anything leak. All of a sudden, the Warriors got eliminated, and there's all these reports of Klay Thompson
0: and Jordan Draymond Poole Green. Jordan Poole and Draymond, yeah. yeah. It,
1: it, all of a sudden, just every single team that got eliminated had their own. Oh, happens. It happens Nick, all the time. I, I can't. It had like, oh, Knicks eliminated, Suns eliminated, of uh, Sixers eliminated, and then nope. Nothing for the Warriors. It's like they don't. It's like it didn't exist. So I'm I'm really sick of them being like the NBA Golden Boys and ESPN's darlings. Uh, Like I'm not a LeBron guy, but I said whoever's going to win the series, I was going to hate the outcome no matter what. But just the way that the media kind of portrayed the Golden State more just makes me hate them a little bit more now. So I'm glad they lost. Uh, I hope um, I hope Draymond gets cut. I hope he's playing in Taiwan with Dwight Howard. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's foul. Uh
1: I hope Jordan Poole joins them too. They can make a mean backcourt over there. Um
0: uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan is traded in this offseason. Huh? So oh I, yeah,
1: I was, I was you're having people saying he was better than RJ Barrett like six months ago and now look at look what we have here. This Duke, wouldn't even start, got ten minutes in a playoff game.
0: I keep in mind if they want to keep some of their best players or even try to improve the team, the, some guys like Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are gonna to have to take pay cuts in order to keep this team what it is currently and try to improve on it and try to get back to potential NBA finals appearance. So this is
1: the death of a dynasty. That's what we are. Uh, we are witnessing right now. It's this crazy. Is the Cause they just won dynasty. the
0: championship last year too.
1: Well, they won because everyone else was injured.
0: Hey, you can make, you can make I, that case. I, am sure. make that argument. Listen, I know you can make the argument.
1: Listen, Milwaukee had Chris Middleton out the entire series and they still took Boston to seven within a cup within a couple points. So I feel like, if I had Chris Middleton last year, they would have just absolutely floored the Celtics. They would have this. They would have wiped them, and you. Would, I think the Celtics would have went on to, to win the championship. Um, the Bucks would have went on to win the championships instead of the Celtics making
0: it to the uh, finals. But you got to keep in mind too that the, the, what killed the Warriors this season too. We talked. It, it's happened all year. They could not win on the road for anything. They did win that game seven at Sacramento. That was their by far their best win of the season, but. It just seemed like when they went on the road, they just could not get things going. They really needed their guys to step up. And for most of that series against the Lakers, guys like Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole, they were just MIA. They could not do a thing against the Lakers. And LeBron, AD, and the rest of them, they all took advantage of it. And now they're in the Western Conference Finals to take on the Denver Nuggets.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, don't feel bad for the Warriors at all. At all. Their fans uh, have enjoyed great success over yeah. the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Uh, sucks to suck, guys. Um, I've been dealing with it my entire life.
0: Yeah, that does happen. That's that's fair. But listen, you talk about teams that, you know, can't have been sucking the last couple of years, have not been really good. There's a way to get better, Johnson. There is one way to get there, and that's by getting a potential face of your new franchise. And getting that face of the franchise obviously involves your team doing really bad and getting the number one overall draft pick in the NBA draft. And tonight, we will find out, as of this recording, who will be getting the number one pick in this year's NBA draft, as tonight is the NBA draft lottery. So we're going to include that in our mushing hour, as we're going to decide who we think potentially could get the number one pick in this year's NBA draft lottery.
1: This is my favorite time of the year, and I will admit the last couple of seasons, I have not been paying attention to the prospects. Because the Knicks have not been in the draft lottery, so I that is a uh, well,
0: and, and we're we're grateful for that. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like, yeah. uh,
1: I I am extremely happy about this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I I always love diving into the prospects to do it every year. To me, people say it's a deep draft. I, I gotta say, I don't think it's deep.
0: I would say I love obviously Victor Wembenya is out of
1: a top three. I don't love a these
0: generational guys. guy. I like Scoot Henderson a lot. I think he could be something really good in the NBA point guard wise, and he's gonna, you know, in a partnership now with with uh, Steph Curry. So, if there's anyone to learn from, it's Steph Curry. So that's that's good for him.
1: I think the They're, best college guy, or the best guy outside of out of uh, is Brandon Miller. At least from a talent perspective, because he's John Moran off the court right now.
0: Uh, so if he yeah. listen,
1: if he puts it together, I think he's gonna be one of the best prospects in this in this class.
0: There's definitely a potential for this draft to be really good. All depends on what situation they're going into and if they thrive in that environment. As they're going to be the guys that potentially change the face of the direction of where a franchise is going. So being that as it may, do you have a favorite for tonight's NBA draft lottery? I could bring up the lottery probabilities for each team if you want to go into that as well. Yeah, so
1: Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, and Charlotte are top four. So yep. they're gonna have a about fifty-two percent chance. All of them, uh, the top three will have a fourteen percent chance at number one overall. And Charlotte has twelve and a half percent. So I'm not gonna go with those top four. Oh, you're not? I'm not. If I was Victor Wembayana, I would want to play with a young team and a point guard who can cook. I don't know if you know where I'm going with right now. I want to play with a guy who can. I make, think I know
0: where you're going. Make with it.
1: The, score 20 points and not 20 points. Not give me 10 assists. He's about the same age as me. We can grow together. We can learn the game of basketball, develop, go to the finals together. And as much as it pains me to say this, I think the winner of the lottery will be the Indiana Pacers tonight. Okay. I think pairing him up Alberta with Alberta would be interesting. Would be perfect. It would make his game a lot easier. It makes a lot of sense. I hope it doesn't happen, but if I was Victor Wembayana, I wouldn't want to go to Detroit or Houston. I wouldn't want to go to Charlotte. Dame's getting old in Portland. They don't know what they're doing there. Orlando's got a bunch of centers there already. I mean, just kind of kick them all out, which is kind of messed up, but whatever. Washington, no no thanks. Uh, and Utah and Dallas really don't have chances, but now that I just said that, they're probably going to end up with them. Uh, the only other team I think I'd want to go to is San Antonio to play because Pop could develop him, but you don't know how many years Pop has left
0: yeah, that's coaching true.
1: wise. So uh, San Antonio, Indiana would be my uh, would be my picks, but I am going go with Indiana to win the lottery tonight.
0: Now I love the 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 idea you brought up with playing with a young point guard. Imagine if he went to Charlotte and went to go play with Lamelo Ball. I mean, that would be an unbelievable one two tandem if he was to go to the Hornets. That's not going to be my pick. I just. You know He's been tied to this team for such a long time since he was draft eligible. I'm just going to take the Spurs to win the lottery. Not all the time the team with the best probability odds get that pick. Obviously they're tied with Detroit and Houston for the probability as it is. I just think one of those three teams at the end of the day is going to come out with it. And being that Detroit and Houston have already gotten their fair share at number one picks especially in the last couple years I think this is San Antonio's time to get them and he would absolutely change the face of the franchise because you look the at their roster Dave right Robinson. now. Who who's their best player right now on paper? Keldon Johnson?
1: Keldon Johnson, who Spurs fan tried to tell me that he was better than Julius Randle in this season. Yeah,
0: started. I, I they have to get someone that could fa- could save that franchise and bring them back to the old days where you talked about it. they had David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Myles Ginobili, Tony Parker, guys like that that are faces of the franchise and main stables for that team. I think if there's going to be a team that gets him, I would I would think San Antonio, they need him the most out of all the teams that are listed there. The team that I would love to see him on would probably be either Charlotte or Orlando. I feel like him and Orlando would be fun because you're starting to see some remnants of that team starting to develop, especially after they got Boncaro last year. I think if they got him, that would be a fun team to watch next season. They'll be even funnier. Yeah. If they if... – <laughs> If
1: Chicago goes number one overall and Orlando gets that pick because it's top four protected. I'm sorry, is it just top four protected?
0: I believe it's top four protected, yeah.
1: Oh, man, that'd be, wow, that'd be something, ben. that Imagine Orlando thinking they're going to win the lottery and ends up being Chicago's pick.
0: Imagine if a team like the Thunder, who have like a 1.7% chance of winning, just said, you know what, screw it, we're going to get another. Or New t- Orleans,
1: uh, they have a positive record, they get <laughs> Imagine if this Zion gets healthy. Now you have Zion and Victor Wembayan as your front court for the it, next it, it's,
0: it's so rare rare to see that happening because it's usually stuff you see in like NBA 2K. No, it's stuff that when David Stern was alive, he'd rig the league and but uh, that would happen. That would be funny if it did happen. I think at the end of the day, I have the Spurs winning it, but I wouldn't be surprised if a team like Orlando or maybe Charlotte or maybe even a team like Indiana, as you mentioned, would win it as well. It all matters on the probabilities and where those ping pong balls end up at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, I'm so looking to forward say. to this. Uh, 20 minutes to the draft, so I'm looking forward to this. So uh, we can continue on the mushing hour, and here yep. we go. We did pretty decent in the last uh, last
0: series. Uh, how how how? I didn't. I haven't seen the uh, this. How we did? How have we done in, in the second so round? So we both got the Knicks wrong obviously yeah we both got the celtics
1: right you got it correctly in seven and i got it in six so um you, you know a little bit more score to you i had nuggets okay. in six you had phoenix in six that's opposite there but you did correctly call lakers in six uh but and i had Warriors in seven so we did we, we, we kind of split i i
0: think i i figured the lakers were not gonna let the warriors take one or two games on the road so i wasn't surprised and then the Celtics and Sixers, you could just tell from a mile wide that I was going to go seven. I just didn't expect it to go down the way that it went down.
1: Yeah, definitely not. That was uh, that was something wild. Um, thank God that didn't happen. I can't believe I'm saying that. But,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, let's get into the mushing hour. Yep, let's get into the mushing hour. The first matchup we're going to talk into is the Easter Conference Finals, the Miami Heat, and the Boston Celtics. Can I root for the Meteor? <laughs> I know I know you don't want to root because especially how tough it I don't is don't like of
1: these franchises.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not an ideal Eastern Conference Finals especially for a, a Knicks fan uh, point of view.
1: Yeah, I'm not watching the Eastern Conference Finals. That's that's um, I I will be tuned into the Western Conference Finals to a T. Eastern Conference Finals I will just uh, receive updates about them.
0: You'd be like, "Oh, look. I'm good for them, I guess."
1: Not really. All no, right, right. Uh, I have to pick a team, uh, Celtics in seven. Um, I, I'm sick of seeing uh, these role players just shoot everywhere. Uh, I need some defense. Give me Malcolm Brogdon. Give me Marcus Smart. Give me Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. L- lock these guys down. Uh, Robert Williams. I want to see Robert Williams put Kevin Love in prison. Um, I want to see Al Horford. I want to see uh, Al Horford finally get his revenge on Kevin Love after beating the Atlanta Hawks all those years ago and ruining his season eight years ago. Uh, so give me give me uh, give me Celtics in seven.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, the Celtics obviously want revenge from 2020, where they lost, I believe, in six games to the Miami Heat in that Easter Conference final. You got to know that there there that is on the back of their minds going into the series. Just came up a very hard fart series against the 76ers where they won seven. The Celtics were my team in the Eastern Conference to begin with. I'm not sticking away from it. I'm going to keep riding with Boston to go to the NBA Finals. When it comes down to games, I think I'm going to put them to win in six. Probably I think they win get four, but that's I think, the point. I want to say five, but I think Miami will take a game or two for them. But I think it would be fitting for Boston to win in six. And this time, they do it in Miami, too, to do it. That'd be funny. I think that would be uh, – listen, you could you could tell it's kind of sounds like bitterness from a Knicks fan point of view, considering how the season ended for us. I think it would just be kind of fitting if Boston won the series in six, ended their year in Miami. Miami, listen, no no hard feelings. You're an eighth seed. You got to this far in the season. Lady Luck's eventually going to run out. I think it runs out against Boston.
1: All right. So we got the Western Conference Finals. Uh, the team I'm rooting for, the Denver yep. Nuggets, versus some team from Los Angeles, Virginia from <laughs> Minneapolis.
0: You want to take a the Lakers first? first? Yeah, what yeah Lakers.
1: The Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to see Jokic finally make it to the NBA Finals. I want to be able to like be interested in the NBA Finals for the first time in a couple of years. Give me Nuggets in seven. I want to see Jokic, MPJ, Jamal Murray. I want to see all those guys. Aaron Gordon. Playing the NBA finals. I want to see Jokic get a ring at this point. One of the most even though he's won two MVPs, he is still insanely over, underrated because he should have won his third MVP this year. Uh just an absolute extraordinary talent. Plays the game correctly. And I was always be, Nick, you could back me up here. I was always big on Jokic yeah. even his even his first second year in the league. I'm like, "Wait, I think this guy's
0: going to be really really
1: good because at that point, the centers weren't centers weren't doing that.
0: I remember he was drafted, and he was his name wasn't even announced. He was a second, a late second round pick.
1: And I wasn't on him that early. After yeah. the first season, I'm like, all right, we got this guy, and they had Nurkic. I'm like, all right, who are we going to start? And then they, you know, went with Jokic. And then the second year, I'm like, wow, this guy's really good, and here he is now. So, yeah, uh, I'm hoping he uh, he gets his ring.
0: He'll so give me Nuggets at seven. He definitely deserves it. He's been playing really good, especially in this postseason. He's gotten the Nuggets this far. This is what they've been looking forward to in this entire postseason, and now they're just four wins away. Unfortunately, Johnson, I think you know where I'm going with this, where the fact of Nope. nope. Look Cut at the, the markets that we've got right now. you have got Boston and there's an LA team, the historic rivalry. Stop it, stop it, it David you, Stern. You just you just know it's gonna happen. I got the Lakers winning this one in six games.
1: Nope, 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 nope. I'm not letting the ghost of David Stern ruin the NBA Finals again. David Stern is
0: smiling in his grave right now because another Lakers and Celtics final is upon us. And I have the Lakers winning this one in six games. I just think overall the Lakers are playing some good basketball. If they can stay healthy, which has been somewhat of a problem in the previous series with the Warriors where AD went down a couple times, if they stay healthy – Obviously, Johnson's not rooted for that, but if they can stay healthy, I think the Lakers can beat this team. It's all going to come down to limiting Nikola Jokic and what he can do on the court. They play it's some actually
1: good. Actually, a Celtics Lakers final. I'm not going to watch basketball for like six months. I'm gonna. I'm actually. I'm not kidding. I'm gonna just focus all my energy in the college basketball. This,
0: this is literally a pipe dream for Ryan Hicks this, to witness LeBron in another NBA Finals, and then for it to reignite the rivalry between the Lakers and the Celtics. I think you would it like may- to see
1: H- Heat uh, LeBron more because then he can't lose.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, that would be funny if he did play the Miami Heat, especially considering it's two former teams LeBron play for. So yeah, yeah, be funny. That would be fun. That would be some good storylines too. But I just. I just think with everything that's going on, Boston and Lakers, it just, I just feel like it makes sense. I mean, not a lot of people are going to be fond of that idea, but... Anyone who's I, rooting for this, fine God. I'm not, listen, I'm not actively rooting for I know him. you're not, I know you're not. I just, seeing it how it is right now, I just think that's how that's how the conference finals ends, and that's what we're going to have for this year's NBA finals. So, because I think, keep in mind, I picked the Celtics to win the championship. You did, you did. Right? So, I have to stick with Boston right now. I, I think that's. I have to write. Listen, I picked Phoenix in the finals. That's not going to go well. That did not go over well with them. Um, I don't think we. I think we all mushed the Suns, right? We all took them, right? Yep. And the Bucks. Yeah, I wasn't high on the Bucks like you guys were. But Christian, keep has, Christian has
1: Celtics nuggets.
0: So. Yeah, the, he still has a chance in the NBA finals. So, there's a yeah. chance for him to get that correctly. But we'll have to see how this conference finals plays out. And we'll have to see how tonight's NBA draft lottery plays out. It's just in about 15 minutes we'll find out. Maybe not 15 minutes, more like 20, 30 minutes. We'll find out who has the number one pick in the NBA draft, and we'll be seeing if they change the you know the course of a franchise to get them to this point where the Celtics, Lakers, Nuggets, and Heat are currently at the conference finals. Well. Will you it hope be Greg Golden, or will it be uh, Hakeem Olajuwon? Justice for Greg Oden. He had some bad injuries. He was going to be good if not hurt. I know. I feel bad for him. gets a bad I mean, rap. More, more Sam Bowie. Thanks, Sam Bowie. I'm
1: fine with that. Sorry, yeah.
0: Sam Bowie. Yeah, no offense, Sam Bowie. But that's going to wrap it up for the All-Gas-No-Break Sports Show this week as we dived into the second round of the NBA postseason. We are now down to four teams left in this year's NBA playoffs. Two teams will advance and move on to the NBA Finals and one team is getting one step closer to winning that NBA championship. We'll have to see how it all unfolds. This is Nicholas Pavona alongside Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Before we wrap up, Johnson, don't forget the card show you have this Saturday. I don't don't know if you want to plug that really quickly. Yes, sir. Woodbridge Card Show in Woodbridge, New Jersey,
1: this Saturday. So uh, Saturday, May 21st, 9 to 4, Woodbridge uh, Card Show. Stop on by. Buy a card,
0: sell a card, who knows. Yeah, you'll see Andrew at that table, so make sure to check you know, check out the table and you know, even talk to Andrew about some stuff going on overall about the sports world. And it should be a fun one on Saturday with him in attendance at the Woodbridge Card Show. Have a great rest of your weekend, as this wraps up the all gas no break sports show.